Internets, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bevel. Head on over right now to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. They got the shaver. They got the lotions. They got the shaving cream. They got, listen, okay? I need you to go over to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Check out what they got going on. Plus, you get a discount, man. Listen, you want to keep your face so clean? You want to keep your underarms or maybe your chacha for your girl? I don't know. But it's a great gift, and it's also a great product. Getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Check out what they got going on over here. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting here with the, the illustrious Misa Hilton. Okay, now for those who may not know Misa Hilton, okay, not only in this game of of hip hop, this game of fashion, this game of stylist, this game, I I I look forward to break down all the different type of dynamics of what a stylist is mm-hmm. and what your journey has been because your journey has been amazing. Anyway, internet, listen, Misa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having. We've me. been trying to make this happen for a minute. Yes, I feel like have. I say that with a lot of people. Yo, it's not. <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time, um, you know, with other people, myself, um, and I feel like sometimes it even gets harder, you know what I mean? Like, meaning, like, people's schedules, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to get on the same page. Your schedule, meaning, mm-hmm. like, y- y- yourself as a person. Yeah. Um, it gets tough, man. What is your days like now? Uh, my days are very full. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still styling. I have my children that um kind of managing and guiding i'm a certified life coach i have my fashion academy mm. and so now you're keeping busy yeah I'm keeping i've seen busy. you on a couple of panels right yeah you're, you're on a couple of panels yep and and, and i think it's, i think it's great to be able to hear uh from someone who's had so much experience mm-hmm. because not only what you're doing is and i'm sure you notice is giving you're giving feedback and you're also giving information yeah. to this younger generation. I think that's so important. We have to give back and teach. When you learn, you teach, you know. That's important to share wisdom and to share knowledge and kind of like make things easier for the next generation and, you know, guide them, support them. They need it. Yeah. You know, we have something that they don't have, you know, and they have new opportunities that, you know, come up in different ways than we've experienced but with our knowledge and wisdom like they can really win and you know change things around if they want to you know you look at a generation now and 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 back then did you have anyone when you were coming up really oh i had no one that's Mm. why it's so important for me like even with my fashion academy like to give back and to teach and to mentor I, i had to figure it out you know i had to figure it out and thank god i did and i always had like a entrepreneurial spirit i had a business mind you know i don't know what, just, but why do you think you had that do you think um um moms, i think pops? i think uh, my family background a little bit and then growing up i was around russell and andre harrell and puff and you know i spent a lot of weekends around them and they had their businesses going and they were at the you know i wouldn't say the beginning but maybe like the one of the great times of their careers, meaning Russell sure. and Andre, Uptown Records, Def Jam, and all didn't, that stuff. So I heard a lot about. Yeah, I did. For Def Jam? I did. In the publicity years old? department. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was when they were on. Um, on um, Elizabeth. Man, that's way back. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Elizabeth Street. How it did was that even wonderful. happen? Um, 
hanging out at Russell's house, you know, on the weekend. But wait, how does that even... Like... How does that even happen? Okay. So I was dating um, Puff, Sean mm-hmm. Combs, and he was, just went from intern to A&R. Mm-hmm. So I was always with him. We were always together. We were like, you know, best friends. So on the weekends, we would, um, you know, spend time at Andre's house or Russell's house. Actually, Puff had got kicked out of the house. Mm. So he's... Why and, is that? You know how that is. You got to get out. You, you know, what are you doing? This music business stuff. You know how it was back in those times. Parents didn't really understand entertainment. Mm-hmm. Get a job. And things like that. Yeah. Get a job. What the hell is going on? So um, he stayed at Eddie F's for a little while. So I would be there a lot. You know, Eddie F was pretty successful. And then he ended up staying at Andre's a lot. So then I would be there on the weekends hanging out. Are these people that Puff looked up to, obviously? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, he would say that to you, that he yeah. looked up to them, you know? Yeah, but, I, you know, I think Eddie played a big part in him, his production career, his producer career. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's so many things to go over with you. I, and, and, and this show, sometimes we bounce around. Like, I may go forward, I may go backwards. But one thing I really... You know, obviously, you and Puff split many years ago. Yeah. One thing I really admired, and and, and right off the bat, um, on Father's Day, mm-hmm. you know, I seen you put up a, a picture of him and your son, Justin, yeah. which is his firstborn. Yeah. And, and, and your firstborn. Too, yes. And and you, you wrote something that I have to share with the people who wrote, Happy Father's Day, Puffy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for setting a great example of what commitment, dis- discipline, and structure can manifest while looking good and having fun, LOL. Mm. I like the way you put that. Thank you for painting such a vivid picture for what the courage to dream big looks like. Thank you for always providing for Justin and for all the times you have been kind to Nico and Madison. Happy Father's Day, which Nico and Madison are your other kids. But to be honest with you, I'm divorced, and and, and I have kids. And and, and to see that, to me, that's powerful because I think sometimes a lot of men and women, when their kids get older or even more important when they have kids they just worry about the kids and it's great but they don't you have to somewhat have a great relationship with the to co-parent yeah it, it makes things easier it does and 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 i think that was like like for you to put that up i thought that was like really like just just really like like honorable oh you know? thank you yeah thank you i mean we have our ups and downs and our fights too and we had our rough patches but i think ultimately it's always about the children and um we you know, we're really close at one time and really good friends. So I think once you sort of heal from like breaking up and all the shit you might, can I curse? All yeah, sure, stuff, curse. All the stuff that you might be, have been upset about or resentful about, like that's why it's really important. That's the coaching part of me now speaking, like to heal those places because then you can be cool. Like what are, what, what am I upset with, with him yeah. for? I want to remember the good times. I want to see him in his, I want to see him in his best light. That's yeah. how I want to see everyone, yeah. you know. Without getting all the, into your business, uh, yeah. why do you think you and him split? Um, it, yeah, youth. Mm. You know, we were very young. Our lives changed just like that really quickly. And, um, you know, he wanted to experience life in a different way. He's a young guy. He's popping. You know, he's, he's becoming famous and um, rich, you know, really quickly. And... You know, it just, he wasn't ready to, like, settle down and get married, you know? Mm. And I think that's what I wanted. Yeah. Um. Any, I think any woman would want that, especially after having a child, and we were so close and everything. So I think it was just, like, the lifestyle um, and choices. You've seen him go from an intern yeah. to a millionaire. 
Oh yeah. I mean, how how crazy was that? I mean, when you put it this way, when you were dating and he was an intern, yeah, or he just re- moved up to A and R, you were hanging out and doing things. But then you obviously have to be doing way more like extravagant things as you get richer, no? Yeah, I mean, it went from him sneaking on the train to get home <laughs> from out, you know, get back to New York from Howard to make his internship to being really excited about holding a position at mm-hmm. Uptown Records and sort of being able to actually do the work and, and as far as creating and really being involved in the music and the career of first it was uh, Finesse and Sinquest and then um, Father MC, then Jodeci was sure. what really started to turn the corner. Then Mary J. Blush, forget about it. Yeah. Everyone's life changed at that point. But, um, you know, we used to scrape up for pizza and, you know, you know struggle a bit and um I, I have a story for you go ahead so what i remember as a special moment in a time where everything changed we were at the palladium mm-hmm. and we were hanging out i think it was like a night everybody would go like in the industry or whatever back in the day so we're at the palladium and we're at the bar and he gives the dj um craig mack song to okay, flavor in your ear flavor in your ear so we're standing at the bar the DJ starts playing it. The whole place goes nuts. Like, it's like a movie in my mind. I'll never forget that day. And he reached, he bent over to my ear and was like, do you see this shit? They fucking love it. Mm. I had to whisper it. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was the moment. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say Puff's drive to, and his determination is, is, is unfuckwittable. No. You know? He's like, a beast. Yeah, but uh, and that's a gift and a curse. Though, yeah, okay. Sometimes, why? You know what I mean? Well, because you the seen, other yeah. side of that is sometimes slow the fuck down. Like stop for a minute, breathe, take your breath, sit down, vacation. I mean, he vacations now, but he would not ever rest. His mind was like always on a thousand, like always, and it's good in a lot of ways. But then, you know, it's always a price to pay. I don't care what you do. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because it's like people look at, like, you know, Puff, and mm-hmm. or they look at people who are successful, and they want that, mm-hmm. but they don't realize how much craziness could come with that, like, meaning, oh, like, I mean, I know he's a great father, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is some people, you know, are on their phones all the time. Or, well, he, yeah, he, yeah. he is that father, you know, yeah. he has been that father, Um, but he's not Bill Cosby, yeah. you know, that's yeah. obvious, but he, he cares, and he's the best father he can be for him. Mm-hmm. And for his life. And that's all you should expect from anyone. You know, you got to accept what it is. And I think as he's matured, he's become better with that. Um, with, um, you know, quality time and things. But, you know, there were a lot of times he wasn't able to be present. And he missed certain things. And I held it down. And I always wanted to not make him feel guilty about that. Because he was pursuing his dream and everything that he wanted to do. But sometimes it was out of balance a little bit. But that's how you learn, right? Yeah. Did you think back then that it could be what it is now with Puff? Like, meaning, you know, this this kind of empire I, that he's I built? I knew that he could have what he has now. I just didn't know what it would look like. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even something I could have even, have. I couldn't even picture what this is. I remember the first time I ever seen you, Misa Hilton, <laughs> was in the hot tub yeah. <laughs> of Big Papa video. Blonde hair, yeah. two fucking buns yes. on each side. Or yeah. what, is they call that a bun? Is yeah, it? my Princess Leia bun. You look beautiful. <laughs> Thank and I was, you. And I was like, who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> 
Thank you. With Puff smashing the champagne glass, talking about, shit, we could do this every weekend. (laughs) And I was pissed off after the video, by the way. Why is that? I don't know. It was different for me. Well, I think. How did that even happen? I forget this part, but Faith always reminds me of this part. How I even ended up in there, I think I was like, oh, no. No chicks are going to be at this hot tub. If anybody's going to be in there, I'm going to say hoes. You meant to say hoes. I'm going to be in there, and I got my ass in there and I had my sister <laughs> Trina be real she was in there with us too and we were like <laughs> so I think it was part that and then after because it was like a weird time and I was young and then I felt like because of that part like um my friends and your friends and we can be friends I kind of felt like we were a little bit more than that but it was like reality versus now we're starting to be in entertainment, so it was like I was a little bit uncomfortable about. It. I actually was like, "Take me out the video. I don't want to be in that shit." Um, I had to have this whole big meeting with hype. He's like, "We for continuity, we can't take you." I was BS, but that's just like part of growing up. I was really young, so it was a lot of roller coaster rides. Like a lot of like, "What are we doing here?" Like you know. But it's a it's a memorable moment, a moment in history. How 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 what was your relationship? And I'm like, glad I was what, left in. Um, it, it looked dope. I <laughs> will looked, say, look, yeah. dope. listen, internet. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, pull up Big Papa <laughs> on YouTube. Check out that hot tub. You'll see that blonde hair with the two buns. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was a dope part. I remember that was the first time I was introduced to you. Thank you. Um, but how was how was your relationship with Big? Oh, Big was so special. Um, he was just a great guy. Again, um. We were just kids, like, trying to make it happen. Puff was in a position to change Big's life as far as offering, you know, providing an opportunity for him to become a recording artist. And I was there um, throughout the process. I was there the day he heard it. I was there when Puff wasn't sure if he wanted to sign Big. I actually told him it was something so special about how he sounded. And it was like, I just, I have that gift of, like, being able to see what's special about a person. And I just saw it immediately, and obviously Puff saw it too. But he had to think of the bigger picture, like how am I going to market this guy? What is, you know, how I'm going, how am I going to roll this thing out so that it could be successful? But I was like, you got to sign him, you know. And I, I do take credit for that. Um, not to say that anyone else told him that, but I know what my impact was, and my opinion mattered to him a lot. And I told him, and Big knew that. And on every album, he thanks for me for that. Yeah. Did you uh, did you ever get a chance to style Big? I did. Yeah. yeah. Now wait. Let, let me just go back for a second. When did you even become a stylist? Like, did you like? Did you have dreams of like becoming a stylist when you were young, or were you always <laughs> fashionable? Okay. Or? So this is a funny story. Um, when I was younger, I went rap. You know, was I guess it was just starting, just starting a bubble, as you know. You know, you could only hear it on the weekends. Sure. And um. I would listen to rap music on the weekends. I would be hyped. I would have my stereo on play, pause, record, ready to go, Mm -hmm. tape Mr. Magic. And I was like, hip hop was just such a big part of my life and such a big influence. And I would like lay on my rug on the floor and think about what I would want them to wear or what I would wear at the party and how, you know, what outfit I would have on, how my hair would be. And then it... So I was like styling in my mind as a young girl before there were music videos and before I even knew that that would, could possibly even be sure. a career. So that was just, I look at it as a gift, as my talent. I look at myself as an artist in many ways. So fast forward, 
Yeah, was I fashionable? Yes, I was. Um, I like to do things that were like out of the box, that were different. And um, I would make my own clothes. I would style my friends. I would start styling like older people. I would do hair. Don't ask me how. I would like cut and style and whatever. <laughs> I would just put a whole look together. I was the one that got all my friends ready when we were going out. And then I ended up dating this guy who ended up, Part of his job was styling the artists mm-hmm. that he was with or, you know, figuring out what their image would look like. And I was at the right place at the right time with my gifts that were ready to be used. And it just happened just like that. Mm. Do you believe that people are born, you know, into style or do you think it's something that's like cultivated, you know? Um, I think you're born with it, but I think it could be cultivated also. Everyone has style. Even the person that thinks they don't, they do. Sure. Everyone has style. Maybe just confidence. Yeah. Maybe they just don't have the confidence. Yeah, but everyone has style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, actually, to put pieces together with Puff, so you when you when so you were down in Def Jam, you were intern, yeah. but where did you meet Puff? Uh, well, we're both from Mount Vernon. He's Money earning. Money earning Mount Vernon. He's from Harlem, and then his mom moved up to Mount Vernon. And um, he's a little older than me, so we didn't go, like, to the same schools or anything, but we had mutual friends. So I kind of – Mount Vernon is really small. I don't know if you know about it. Mm-hmm. It's four square miles. It's, like, it's one high school. Everybody knows everybody. Our parents went to school together and know each other. It's really, like, a small knit community. So I would see him around, you know, but I never really met him personally. And then when uh, – I went to the Apollo – for a concert, and he was there with um, Lou Tucker, who is from Mount Vernon, mm-hmm. and he Puff is close with Groovy Lou, who mm-hmm. I'm close with, who my parent, his Groovy Lou's parents and my parents are all close. So it was like we kind of were like one family, one degree away from each other, and we started talking at the Apollo, and we started dating from there. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like we knew each other, but. Not really. That's how Mount Vernon is. Like, everybody knows. Like, I'll see you at the store when I'm driving by. or I'll see, You know, I've seen him before, and he's seen me before. But we started dating from that point at the Apollo. Our friend, our mutual friend introduced us formally. So you obviously had thoughts of styling. You know, you, you, you had to envision what you want people to wear. Yeah. You know, um, then all of a sudden it becomes real life. You know, oh, and I'm sure yeah. Puff helped introduce you to yes, some other did. people. We So let's get back to, we were on big for a second. What? Give us some stories or times that you would style big. How would that happen? How would that go down? Well, um, we would just brainstorm and think about ideas, um, what would look hot, um, things that we liked. It was just really organic. You know what I mean? It was really organic because we were sort of like paving the way and creating something that we both had or no one that I knew had seen before so it was really organic it was about going out and shopping and you know big was a big guy so um you know he had to get custom stuff and um shop at the big and tall and things like that so yeah in the beginning I had a opportunity to be a part of that um and then later on it was like groovy Lou and 5001 flavors and they like really were big stylists yeah. But everyone that Puff um, worked with musically, I've styled. Was there any like drawback of like where like say Puff would be like, "Yo, this is Misa, man. She's a, she's a, a stylist." And some because some people, including myself, back in the day, I feel like we're like, I I didn't not, I I just like to dress myself. Some mm-hmm. people sometimes are, you know they give you any drawback like or like nah you know I'm mm-hmm. good no. 
Still, I think that people wanted us to be involved, and definitely he, if he said it was a major cosign, and um, it's just like the energy you come with. If someone comes with the energy like, oh, you need to look like this, and this was in Vogue, and this was in here, and da da da, you know, it's really like connecting with the person, seeing, listening to the music sharing your ideas of what the music makes you feel like thinking about the demographic and who you're who you're about to market to and then having those conversations and I think people become comfortable because you open up the space for them to share what they want to look like I mean me my styling is always an extension of who that person is who my client is Mm. it's not like a whole makeover unless they ask for it but I still like to draw because it's it's just better that way it's organic it's, it's authentic yeah what were some of your favorite brands in the 90s my favorite brands in the 90s, uh, I like everybody and everything that, um, <laughs> let's see. I love Patricia Field's store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her stuff was like really different and unique. I loved um, shopping at Paragon. Mm-hmm. I love 5001 Flavors. I loved uh, Carl Kanai. Shouts mm-hmm. to Carl Kanai. Yep. I loved um, Walker Wear. Mm-hmm. I love... Um, of course, um, Baby Fat Fat Farm, Mecca. Did you mess with Cross Colors back then? Cross Colors, yep. yeah. Cross Colors, yeah. Um, who else? Let me think. Yeah. And of course, you know, in the mid '90s, then it turned into like Versace and Chanel, and sure. like some, and then mixing the high end brands with lower end stuff. Now, back then, did you like have relationships with the brands, or you just were buying clothes? We had to buy clothes. We had zero relationships, nor were we welcome. Mm-hmm. It was it's really crazy, and it changed so quickly. It went from like we couldn't pull. They didn't. Sometimes they would act funny, like where they wouldn't want to sell us stuff. Mm. I would be in Chanel with Mary J. Blige, and they would be saying that her car declined, and it wouldn't be declining. Really? Yeah, it was, used to be crazy. Hey, and then fast forward a couple years later, and we're both being, getting invited to sit front row. <laughs> Chanel show? <laughs> it's fucking... It's, ama- it's amazing how you know, too many people judge a book by its cover until they open it and read it. And mm-hmm. see what that book is about, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to hear you say that. Yeah. Actually, you know, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. what type of budget did you have? Oh, back we then? had the craziest budgets. They were so. They were oh my god, so unreal because we bought everything. Yeah. You were know? you buying some things for yourself? Um, with my money that I was paid. Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah. listen, you know, you got to put the, some of your uh, <laughs> some of your jeans and jackets on uh, on this. Uh-huh. I would use a lot of my clothes actually too in yeah? the beginning. Yeah. I would like um Little Kim's first video with Puff No Time. Um those were my furs in the video I would bring my jewelry, my furs and like so I still do that to this day. If I yeah. have something flying I think it'll work, I'll bring it. What about the shiny suits? Were you the were you um, June that? Ambrose did the shiny suits? Oh June suits. okay, June yeah. Ambrose. June Ambrose and she's done a lot too, man. She's done a lot. Yeah. Amazing work. There's there's a lot of ladies in that styling, fashion, hip hop, um, you know, realm that are, are amazing. Yourself, mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's other people that maybe I don't know. Yeah. But this, but but I'm saying just in general. Um, what about um, what are some of your greatest styling moments that you remember? Well, my favorite styling moments would be the Crush on You video, Little Kim. Um, the uh, Black Rob G Dep video, the Harlem Shake video. What was the name of that song? Mm. Uh, let's get. Um, oh, um, but G Dep. 
Yes, we do uh, that. Make that money. Take, Take that, that money. Yes, yeah. that's one of my favorites. Um, Mary J. Blige, Not Gonna Cry. Uh, Missy Elliott. Listen, you can't just run over all these people because there was amazing <laughs> moments. One moment that I thought was crazy that I know you uh, were behind is the VMAs. Oh, yeah. Little the Kim's Little Kim. with the purple pasty yes. uh, on, on the nipple. Yeah. What, how did that happen? You know. Take us through that. Okay. One weekend, I'm hanging out with Missy Elliott, and we're talking music and fashion. You know, Missy's mind is fucking off the hook. The things that she comes up with, she's so, like, she's so dope. She has ideas for days. And we're talking, and she's like, you know what? If I was Kim, I would just say fuck it and have just have one of my titties out. And I was like, hmm, okay. That put that in there. I was like, yeah, that could be kind of crazy. All right. So anyway, the next major event that we had was going to be the um, 1999 MTV Music Awards. So I created this outfit with one of her breasts out and um, I wanted to soften it up a bit. So I used Indian bridal fabric, the lavender and silver and white. And it was like really ornate. And um, we had just came off of the Crush On You video where she had the primary color, the red, the blue, the yellow. So I was like, let's go a pastel route. This time, do something a little softer. Like, if you're going to have, like, be half naked, let's, like, soften it up a bit. And that was it. And I really didn't think that it was going <laughs> to have, like, the response that it did. I really had no idea. We were just doing Kim. It was, like, another Kim moment. Did she try it on? Were you there when you yeah. you tried it on? Yeah. What was her thoughts? What was She her... loved it. We, we just thought it was fly. Like, we didn't really think. And it's crazy because that night we went from the awards to um, shoot a video with Hype. Um, what video name? Mob Deep and Little Kim. Okay, Quiet Storm Remix, maybe. Quiet Storm. And so we were up all night. That was a special moment. I love. That's one of my favorite videos, when she's mm. on the bar rocking with yeah. the... Yeah, she looks great. She looks so hot. So we shoot the video all night. So I remember going outside to my car, it's like 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. And this outfit is like on page six. People are talking about it on the news. I like came out to all this like publicity. I'm like, holy shit. What was her response? What just to happened? It? She was happy. Yeah. You know, but I didn't expect it. So it was a really exciting week for us. Um, you know, preparing for the awards and then shooting this dope ass video with Mob Deep. I love Mob Deep, always been a big fan of theirs. So being able to work with them and then coming from, I felt like coming from out of a cave to the sunlight. So you're working all night and to sure. get this great feedback. It was really an amazing time. That's one of my favorite moments, actually. Yeah. Now, what about Missy? How did you meet Missy? Missy was signed to Jodeci. Mm-hmm. So I had been working with Jodeci and Devante signed Sister. Mm-hmm. which was a group girl group that Missy was in. And I styled their first music video. They hired me to style the first music video, and that's when I met Missy. Mm. And at, did you, like, what are some of the things that you, you brought to her? I mean, did she have her own style? Because you just explained yeah, she Yeah, she, she has an idea and a direction of what she wants to do and how she wants to look. Mm-hmm. So it's about really you know, bringing it to life in some ways, taking it to the next level or interpreting it in a different way. Um, but yeah, I love working with her cause we co-create like, it's just so dope. Like I, I get, I can go there with her, mm. you know, mm. if you had to pick Jodeci or boys, the men Jodeci. Okay. Why is that? 
I love the edgy hip hop rock and roll vibe. Mm. Jodeci will make you fucking run away in a lope, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Jodeci will make you, you know, yeah. jo- jo- Jodeci will make you forget to wear a condom, man. <laughs> you know? All due respect. But, yeah. But, uh, no, nah, I fuck with I love the energy. Too. I love Boyz II Men, too. Yeah. But, on you know, bended, let me tell you Jodeci. something, man. Um, on bended knee. I got to work with Boyz II Men. Really? Yeah. How'd that mm-hmm. go down? It was great. Um, I forgot how it all came together, but I styled them for, I think it was, um, what was it? We were in Philly. All Star mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I styled them for that. And um, what, did you put them in something? Yeah, I did custom jackets. Oh, I think I got some jackets from Genesis. So I like gave them a little hip-hop vibe, but still within their lane. Mm-hmm. Who do you see now today that has a great sense of style? Um, I love Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. I love Lana Del Rey. Mm. Um, of course Rihanna. Um, ASAP. Mm. Mm. What about some up and coming designers? Do you know of I any love that you like? Laquan. Mm-hmm. Um. I love Faye Noel. Um, and these uh, skunk... Um, <laughs> a ducky confetti. Ducky confetti. These skunk, <laughs> yes. these skunk slippers that you wear. Yeah. And we'll take a picture and put them on uh, the, uh, when, um, we, when, we, uh, when the episode confetti drops. Ducky confetti is dope. He's definitely like the 2017 Ghetto Fabulous mm. guy. Um, uh... Hmm. I just um, found this designer, Tilaza. I think she's pretty dope. I actually um, used her stuff for Missy's show at the FYF Festival in Cali mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. She's dope. You know, you worked with so many people and we'll continue to go over them and the stories. Who is somebody that you haven't worked with yet that you want to work with? Mm-hmm. Still got to be a list that you got to check off, I'm sure. No, really? Not really. Um... Hmm. What about what about somebody you see out there now that you would like to work with? You know what it is. That, I have to yeah. be inspired. Okay. So if I see something or, or hear something that's dope, I, I like new. Mm. I like the process of developing something. Like somebody that made it in there, they you know they're um, successful already. They you like a personal shopper, or you're like you know is you don't really get to like create unless they want to do something totally different or or if it's for a special moment so you know this is something that i you know i think we touched on in the beginning but i would love for people listening to understand and know like if you could define like what a stylist does and why they're essential for people who may not know like they're a music artist for music artists yeah okay so I mean, because you know it's different if you're styling music artists, celebrities are doing editorial or television and film or commercials. But for a music artist, what you're doing is basically um, bringing their, creating an image for them or bringing their image to life in a way that is, that is going to create an interest and ultimately, um, (laughs) you know, help 
sold their project, which is money. You know, sure. so you're appealing to a certain demographic. So it's important for you to get into the client, listen to the music, have conversations with them, see what they feel like, what they want to, who they want to express themselves as, and then you have to collaborate with management or the label, and get everybody's information. And then present your ideas on what you think, you know, would be dope. And it's much bigger than just putting together outfits that look good. It's not that. Some people think it's like going to the mall. You don't, you never go to the sure. mall. Sure. Actually, that's <laughs> the question. Uh, like, uh, how are you guys paid? Like, you know, like, is it is it paid to shop? Because you're saying you don't yeah. ever go to the mall. But yeah. are you paid? Like, how how is a stylist paid? Like, as far as, like, you know, a stylist is paid okay there's it depends if you're shooting a music video or if you're doing an album cover but ultimately how the pay is broken down is by prep days shoot days and rap days mm -hmm. okay and then you have consultations and then you may do a retainer mm -hmm. so there's but okay. basically it's like by prepping by actually physically doing the work and then wrapping the job mm -hmm. that's the technical yeah. Yeah, I think because some people may not understand, you know, even me, like, you know, this episode, I think could help people not only learn the journey um, that has been amazing with Misa Hilton, but also learn some of behind the scenes of, of, of what stylists do and, and how they're paid. And, and because it's like some people, I think, don't really understand or know. No, they don't. And that's why I started the Misa Hilton Fashion yep. Academy, because I wanted to um, teach and empower you know, aspiring stylists because anyone can jump up and say I'm a stylist. Sure, sure. You know, I look good. I dress nice. Sure. I can make you look good and dress. It's so much deeper than that. How do people get involved in the Misa Hilton Fashion Academy? Um, they apply and mm -hmm. then we do an interview and then we accept each um, candidate. Where they go online? On a case by case video. Yes, you can go on www.misahiltonfashionacademy.com. Okay. Look at that. So I'm going to apply to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something. What do you think is, 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 is more, is, is a well-styled outfit or, you know, just being, like, is it more confident than just being confident? Like, meaning, like, you know, the way you dress, does that speak more than confidence does? No. No? Because you can look at someone and tell, you don't want some, some a person can look like a clothes hanger. That doesn't look confident, so that always has to come from inside. And a great stylist is able to sort of is, is a coach as well yeah. in a lot of ways and help that person tap into their confidence side. And when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you look good. It works mm. both ways. So it's like it's a process. Yeah. Hey, listen, that was a quote right there. What you just said. <laughs> that was a gem, right? That was a quote. Um, you know, back in the days, a lot of people matching was a big thing. Yeah. Now it feels like you can wear whatever you know, whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. it, how have you been able to adjust with that? Um, because you have to change with the times. Mm. Like evolve. Evolve. What do you want to? In nineteen in the nineteen fifties, but would they have had a heart attack if they saw someone walking around with jeans with holes in them? Mm. You got to change with the times, you know, it's different, um, but you got to stay open and be willing to, to see different interpretations of style. And if it's not for you, that's fine. You can keep matching. You don't have to do like the mixed match thing, but maybe, but everyone slowly starts to do it though yeah. in small ways and just do it for, if you want to, for the way that's most comfortable for you. Where do you think trends come from? You know, people. You, okay. So people start them. The street. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's something that that um, a lot of these big corporate businesses will never understand. 
It comes from a person who's confident enough to be like, I'm going to fucking shave the side of my hair off and dye it purple. And it, and so what? And somebody's going to say, wow, that shit is kind of hot. You know what? I might not shave my side, but I might shave a little, you know, do my little sideburn, you know, and it becomes a trend, you know? So it's, it's just that person who takes a risk, who's confident, who's standing in their own shit and their style, and they go outside and people see it and they catch on. People who are in a position to create see it, people that work at magazines, people who, um, you know, create clothing lines and, and, you know, work with image, they see these things and, and they like it and they interpret it. You know, it's all interpretation. Mm. Before we go on a break, I want to talk about, I mean, we spoke lightly, but um, Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. Yes, what was your relationship like with her? Uh, she's like a sister. You know, we, we're both from Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. And we started in our career together and experienced success together. Uh, she's Justin's godmother. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a that, that that's that's beautiful. I didn't I didn't know that. You know, mm-hmm. Mary. Um, you know, obviously she's been through ups and downs, yeah. but has contributed so much to the art mm-hmm. and to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, think about it. You know, name a woman that doesn't about a breakup that didn't listen to Mary. You know what I mean? That that wasn't inspired by Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and through her tough times, I feel like she's made some of her greatest music. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, yeah. what when you styled her, right? What was um, some of those times like? Oh, they were amazing. Again, okay, so one thing that we didn't get to talk about, which started with Jodeci, up until that point, male uh, R&B singers dressed up. They wore suits, they wore hard bottoms, but they were more on the dressy side. So they came in and they had on the combat boots, the baggy clothes, the hoodies, the baseball caps to the back, and that became a huge trend. And it changed what the male R&B singer looked like. So the same thing happened with Mary. You have this girl. She's from Yonkers, New York. She's from Slow Bomb Projects. Um, she's not about to go out in a sequent gown. That wouldn't have been natural for her. She wouldn't have been comfortable. And it didn't match her music. And music was changing at that time as well. So you have hip-hop and R&B over R&B tracks. And it was just a, a time of change and a time of music and fashion sort of evolving into something different and so her look represented that it represented the girl from you know the hood the the urban girl what she looked like it it spoke to the youth you know we did things that were relatable and aspirational you know um it was about style boot combat boots in the beginning combat mm-hmm. boots, tennis skirts hockey jerseys baseball caps every girl wanted to look like that yeah. It was interesting, but it was relatable. It was fun. It was hip hop, and then it it went so well with the music. Is there something that you introduced to an artist that they were then you know believed in it? Like you know maybe you say like yo you should wear this, and they're like I don't know, and then they wore it, and they're like wow this is amazing. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, to this day. Yeah. So and and that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah. You it know is. to think that you could you know have the mindset to envision something and then have someone believe in it because you know i'm sure i'm sure i like, guess like i was saying before i'm sure some artists i know you said that you know um they didn't give no drawback but some people you know they want to wear what they want to wear and some people are i'm sure you met people that were closed-minded before no yeah yeah i have and, i have um but that's just about understanding your client and then continuing to talk to them and you always, i always ask them to try it we don't have to you don't have to do it 
but let's try it. Let's try this on. Let's see how it looks. Look in the mirror. Let's take a picture. And that usually works because I know what I'm talking about. So, you know, people have to, you have to get people to op take a chance and open their mind and take the risk. And are there times when someone just may not like something? They may not be comfortable. They're about to perform. You know, maybe it's not the right shoe for that moment. Yes, that does happen. And then it is my job to find what works for them, what they would prefer. We're service providers, you know. Like, sure. How can I make my client happy? So now I have to step back and see and, and try to vision and bring to life what they want and then bring my ideas and their ideas sure. together and then we co-create. See, now it's dope because it's like you have so many years, you're seasoned, you're a veteran. You yeah. know what I mean? Now people, like, they don't listen and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> but back then it's like you were building, you know, it's nice to see that. You know, it's it's the journey, man. It's the yeah. journey. But listen, let's take a break. Internets, we're sitting here with the one and only Misa Hilton going over uh, the illustrious journey of, 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 of becoming somebody who really changed the I, I'm part of hip-hop with fashion. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. Internet, don't go nowhere. Be right back. Yeah, Cheer. Baby. What's up, y'all? This is April Walker. Get your ass off the couch and get my Walker Gems book. And while you're at it, check out the Premium Pete Show. Internet, we already told you this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bevel, okay? Bevel has made a discount for you. Okay, to check out what they got going on there. They got, I told you, the buzzer, the razor, the lotions, the shaving cream. Let me tell you something. If you want your face to be so clean, so fresh, so smooth, okay, fuck with Bevel. Get Bevel.com forward slash Pete. Get yourself a discount. Check out what they got going on. Buy your father, your cousin, your brother, somebody something. If you're a girl, buy your boyfriend, your side piece, whatever it is. Get Bevel.com forward slash Pete. Check them out. Now let's get back to the show. Cheer. And then we're back sitting here with Misa Hilton. Listen, being a mom, yeah. how many kids do you have? Three. Three. Two bonus. Okay. And, okay. But I'm divorced now. Okay. It's forever. Marriage is hard. Yeah. Would you get married again? No. Fuck that, man. Just just yeah. hang out and go out to yeah. eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Put some fucking perfume on, you know? If, if the guy's worth to have sex, you know? <laughs> Right, and then go home. See you later. <laughs> Call me tomorrow. Now, I'm, you know what? For a while, I'll tell you one thing. This is I came close to getting married again. Though. Really? I did, and but I'm what, so glad I did. But what 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 would do that to you? Um. Well, I okay. I think it was like the time of my life. My children, my boys were. Um, Justin was maybe like 11, 12. Nico must have been like eight, like nine, eight, which was perfect, by the way, when you have sons, because fucking forget about it now. They would give the guys such a hard time, my sons. But, um. <laughs> and that would be hard for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, you it's just more important to like introduce them to someone that has their shit all the way together and we know that's what we're going to do but if I'm just dating I don't really involve my kids yeah. like for what yeah because you, yeah, they don't need to know they don't need to know what's the youngest go ahead, go ahead okay so and then my daughter was probably about eight so that age was um, an age where my life was very family oriented so Dorney Park and football mm -hmm. and basketball and swimming and ballet so it was like in that mode so it was good to um have a partner fiance in those years mm. and i like that male figure father figure around so that was that was cool what's the youngest you would ever date
I usually date, I've always dated older. My ex-husband's older, Puff is older. I dated kind of young one time. And oh, good. What can you really do? Like, after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, which, listen. Which that, that probably might work good now. Probably. Yeah. Hey, you, they you don't may, expect you... much. They don't even, you know. And they got energy. And they got energy. You'll be going to sleep at 9.30. Be... But I'll be the one tired. Yeah, you know. Get yourself a pillow and a blanket. Oh. <laughs> but you know the thing about dating young? If you date a young guy that doesn't have kids, they want to have children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then you you shorten them. Yeah, You know, and it's then, not fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, besides you moving on and, and Justin and, and, and your other kid... Uh, or kids um, getting um, angry about having someone around. Have you ever, vice versa, you know, have to speak to, you know, Puff about anything? Like, um... Like, just a woman being around, you know? Um, no. You know, I was talking about that the other day. For some reason, I don't know, God just made me this way that I'm just so happy that I've innately been the person I am. I never worried about other women. I'm so connected with my kids. I That would be my time. Take them, please. Mm. You know, and I would, tr- I trust the fathers. They're not going to have anyone crazy around and around their kids. So that's my time to like do what I need to do for myself. As a single mother, you have your children with you all the time. So I was like always fine with that. And, and like I said, I trust them. They're not going to have anybody crazy around my kids. Yeah. And I'm crazy. So no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it? Your kids I turn the... into like a, like oh, yeah? a roaring lion. Uh-oh. I rip your Mount Vernon. <laughs> Spit that razor right out of your mouth. You know, so I think people feel the energy. But not only that, you know, the I have no issue with But you got along with everyone that Puff uh, yeah, has I mean, been with? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have your things. Cassie? You know, you're cool yeah, with her? Yeah, I love Cassie. Really? really so that's dope. great to see. Yeah. You know you know, you know, who inspired me to, um, that I've seen recently? Russell Simmons, he wrote something about Kamora. He put a mm-hmm. picture up of, uh, I think he put a picture up of her, and he's like, he's like, we may not be together, but we, we in this, we raising kids forever, yeah. and we still make money together. That's right. And I forgot how he put it, like, but he put it in the sense of like, yo, look, shit didn't work, mm-hmm. but we got two kids we love, mm-hmm. and and should we make money together mm-hmm. too? And 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 I believe in that. That's yeah. how it should be. That's how it should be. Absolutely. Um, you know, I. I think early on, you know, when uh, Puff was with Kim, that was the beginning. So that was a little rough sometimes, but never anything too crazy. You know, mm. just normal little bullshit looking back. You know, and again, we are so young too. So, But like now, like with Sarah, great relationship. Cassie, great relationship. Um, I love all the children so much. You know, I'm happy to... Um, support a healthy environment where they all can feel free to love each other and support each other as siblings. And that's that's dope. Yeah. like to see them and they don't feel like, uh, you know, like uncomfortable because of um, any unresolved issues with the parents. Yeah. How hard is it gr- growing up a kid that is in the public eye? You know, like Justin, this kid's out mm-hmm. there kind of. Yeah. Because um, people say shit about him, right? Yeah, you know, and you got to. Yeah. Um, I think we were kind of built for it. Um, I'm a pretty tough cookie and his dad is, and we protect our son and we built him up in a way that would arm him for that. And it still takes its toll and it still hurts sometimes, you know? Um, but for the most part, it's been our life for so long. So it, at a certain point, it's almost like you don't even, you don't, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't come into your experience in a way that affects you. Cause it's like normal. Why would I care? Right? Why would my son care about 
people talking about him that don't know him and that we don't know. That's like stupid. Why would you lose sleep over that? But it, it takes time to get to that point, of course. You know, this is, what, 25 years sure. later? So we're used to it. It's like, okay, we don't even address like shit like that. It's stupid. Yeah. But as a mother, um, if your child hurts, you hurt. Mm. You know, and it's just about being able to build them back up and get them to a place of feeling good. What's the story with um, that Diddy's kid took your kid to the prom? What story is that? Who is it? Oh, I, I, um, yeah. Get uh, that right for me because I think I – is it your kid or – My daughter. Your daughter. Christian took my daughter Madison to the prom. <laughs> the boys didn't want her to go with anybody. So she's a baby. Yeah. And the girl. So um, she t- went with her brother. That's That's different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But but more... And they but, had a good time. Really? Yeah. That shows strong family ethics there. I mean, you know, it's like, we got to let her grow one day, but yeah. for now, we're going to keep her in, in, in this yeah. coop. And we and, and the boys were adamant about it, and um, she was, you know, like, she, isn't, she didn't have a boyfriend or anything, so it didn't matter, and they had a great time, so we were all there, and they went, and they hung out, and they partied with her friends, mm. and... You know, he probably was talking to some of her friends. How old is she? She's um, 18. Isn't, um... But at the time, she was 17. Isn't she, um... What is she... Isn't she, like, uh, teaching with you or something like that? I forgot where I heard that. Or... No, she's at Howard University. She's at Howard, right? Yeah, yeah, she's at Howard, but she's now getting into fashion. Um, She wasn't into it uh, her whole life, and I never pushed it on her. So now she's, like, that's what she wants to pursue, but she's also, like, into... I'm the community and giving back. I see a lot of um, life coach characteristics in her. And, like, she's, like, a little baby Black Panther sometimes. Mm. Like, she's really, like, about helping people standing up, getting shit done, you know, doing the right thing. But then the fashion piece. So I'm interested to see how that, what that shows up like. Mm. She might create a new fashion lane. Fashion power. I want to see that. Hey, listen, as a mom, I'm sure that, you know, that's got to be a proud moment to see that. Yeah, I'm proud of all of my children. I mean, I gave them the space to sort of be and become. I tried to. Sometimes I'm sure I was a little, you know, as any mother would be. um, How, what word would I use? Tough on them? I was extremely tough and strict. Um, but cool as fuck though. Just do what I say, do the right thing. You could go out, you could party, you could travel, you can have a good time, you can enjoy life. But if you don't uh, follow the rules and you're, you're going to be on punishment, you're not doing anything, you know, and you, there's a price to pay. Life is just not everything you want to do every time you want to do it. And I think that my parenting has paid off from, um, what I see, that's what I'm most proud of out of everything that I've done. I'm so proud of Justin. He's a college graduate. He's going to Harvard to get his master's. My son, Nico, he um, did one year of college. He didn't like it. He wanted to pursue being an artist, and I almost had a heart attack. And I had to remember myself and my journey, and I was that rebellious young kid, and I wanted to pursue fashion style and that no one understood in my family and no one respected or even thought that that made any sense and I had to remember that point and trust him and back him and who better than to help guide um a young artist than myself and his dad and our family as a whole and he's been doing really good um now who's Nico's dad a Jojo Brim okay yeah and um he's a record executive he works, he works with Kevin Lyles yep, yep. he was an artist before yep I heard of the him group. <laughs> shit 
sorry, Joe. Um, He's like, sorry. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that was different for me because he was the kid that I thought could be a doctor or a lawyer. He's so smart and so, like, yeah. He's different. He's a middle child. And plus, you've been around hip hop so much. It's yeah, like, like, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, you love it, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, it's so important, I think, for people to. You could always be of hip hop. There's yeah. so many elements of it, but do something different. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that's something. I definitely didn't want any sense yeah. that we're going to be rappers. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I didn't want that. And maybe I was a little bit scared of the lifestyle and how, and maybe some unresolved issues about how I felt about how it affected my life romantically. Sure. So I didn't want my sons, I want them, I want to be like grandma and everybody at my house. I'm like, sons have wives, or, you know. Sure. And they're like family oriented. So I think that there would, may have been like a little bit of projection of fear there. But he's doing really well. And I love his music and what he stands for. Again, like making a difference. Like he's a student of hip hop. He's studied the greats. He's like really, I'm so impressed and so happy and so proud. And then Madison, you know, she's doing her thing too. She's, listen, you gotta, like I said before, as a mom, it's gotta be a proud mom. You know, let me ask you, with, um, you grew up, you know, you didn't grow up like they grew up. Do you ever tell them that how lucky they are in the sense of monetary, financial? Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. because it wasn't easy to get whatever the fuck you wanted back no. then. And I, it's funny because you know what I bring up as my main example, the fast food, and which we we don't eat like this much anymore. But like growing up, the McDonald's and stuff. Sure. Okay, do you know that was a treat? You couldn't just eat McDonald's anytime you wanted to. You had to eat in the house. That was like what? You're not gonna about to spend ten, twenty dollars on fast food and they're like what you couldn't i'm like no <laughs> that was like a treat once in a while on the weekend so that would be one example that i would bring up to them and you know also too we have our ups and downs as well sure you know so they they've experienced that with me yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what sucks too and and again <laughs> Not to get in your business, but yeah. people get to see all your business. Yeah, you know that's yeah. the thing. That's yeah. the thing that sucks. Like you know, yeah. especially when you're going through things with, like, say, child support years yeah. ago. Yeah, people got to see your they business. Got to see it all. You know, <laughs> but that makes you tougher too. It's like, yeah. But oh my god, when I went through that, it was so tough. I think. Oh, what just the media? Yeah, because that was like my first time going through something that massive. And they try to portray you as then, yeah. yeah, trying to portray people don't know you. Then they have opinions. That's when I had to learn like how to block that out and like know that the people that know me and that love me know me. So I can't really worry about the person listening on the radio or the you know. But then to work in an industry and you know that sort of story shows up before you get to work or like people it's like an elephant in the room sometimes so that was something i i really became strong behind that yeah but i also developed um a different part of myself which learned how to block stuff out and to to know who i am so it doesn't matter what other people think you know it's it, with my daughter's mother you know thank god i never had to go to court yeah, um, and and, and that was like the worst. Yeah, experience I mean, I was life. I I was I was praying to never go and 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 mm -hmm. you know if you could work out a, a, a deal, um and you live just live your life, you know yeah. what I mean, and do what you got to do yeah. as being a parent, you know. Um, and I'm sure you were able to do that for years. The problem too is with women, and what I see is that sometimes women, um, they don't open their mouth and they take whatever they get. Or like I've seen 
Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. with my daughter's mother. I remember, like, uh, uh, one of the fathers, you know, you can't live with a guy like, I'm not saying about mm-hmm. Puff would do this, but I'm saying somebody give you 100 hours every couple of months. Yeah. It doesn't work like that, you know what I mean? What we, if you get upset with the person and you don't want to do it, and then, then they don't, to, then they miss don't a couple of months. Yeah. And, you, you don't. and again, I credit that to us being young, like any little rough patches that we had. And then things changed. So we had it, they had to change. Yeah. You know, like we, things were going up, 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 you know. And so that needed to be reflected. And, you know, the other thing that was tough was, you know, you have the average person listening and they're like, what? You know, you don't need all of that. And, you know, but you don't know what it like that. My son has to have security, especially in those times we had like some kidnapping scares and stuff like that. The world would never know that. And I'm not going to go on the radio and talk about it on Wendy Williams, you know, to defend myself that I just never wanted to do or felt that I needed to defend myself or his tutors and this and that and football camps and stuff that because his dad was doing well that he did that that's the way that he we wanted to raise him and those were some of the things that he got to do and that needed to be paid for so there were things that were already happening that the public doesn't know and if they're not living that way they can't imagine like you know sure did you um did that hinder a relationship with you and Puff when that went down or we have a crazy relationship. Anyway. So some days, I mean, at, the, some... I mean, at this point, we we're like, <laughs> like we when we fight, he's like, oh, you know, we're a dysfunctional family. We'll love each other again tomorrow. You know, it's like very weird to explain. We grew up together. I mm. think at this point, it's almost like we're really family, brother and sister. But you know, like we're close. I'm close to his mother. Our kids are close. We're as much as we probably at certain times wanted not to be in each other's lives we always we're always going to be related and we have a beautiful son together um so you know we have our we have our crazy moments but we always find our way back to being sure civil being one you know with your kids uh you give them advice on women and gold diggers Absolutely. what do you tell them well i don't worry too much about gold diggers um that's never been a fear of mine. That's everybody else's thing that they put on us. Like, oh, you got to watch these girls. And it's, my, my sons are very, very witty and very smart and on it. Um, but they're also young men. <laughs> you know, young men. <laughs> sure. And these girls, and these girls, do you think and these they, girls are crazier now than yes. when, You think so? Absolutely. Because they were crazy back then. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. You, you, yeah. you know, you weren't tour. Now. Yeah. It's worse now, but, but my kids have good discernment, so you know they have their little. And there's some things that they just want to try out. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna hey, get caught in the Hey, I want to try these twins. I want to try these <laughs> twins real quick. Right. You know, and I give them the space to do that. I'm a cool mom, so they talk to me about everything or a lot. You know, yeah. I'm sure they have some things that maybe they don't, but a lot. What like, about that I'm, football I'm, situation I'm that happened with Puff? Oh. <laughs> How did you deal with it? Because all, all, all you heard was everybody spoke about Puff and getting in trouble. Or, he got arrested for that, right? Or, yeah. 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 What, what was your thoughts on that, you know? Because I'm sure nobody asked, you know, your opinion didn't get out there. Um, I'm not sure where that cases or how much I can say <laughs> but um 
we all know Puff to be aggressive and he loves his kids and, you know, he gets into his situations as I have as well. Just not publicized, but we love our kids and we're going to fight to protect our kids. And this time in particular, he, it wasn't him, you know, the coach told him to get the fuck out of his office mm. and you're just not going to tell Puffy. Sure, that. sure. When he's coming calmly with his son, no security, no whatever, like to try to talk about an incident that happened. So it was like a hothead and a hothead trying to be under control. So it was just a recipe for it to escalate that way. But when it comes to your children, you know, it's a whole different ball game. And um, it was really unfortunate. And it affected Justin, you know, in many ways that. Um, no one will ever understand, you know, because at the end of the day, this is real life. You hear about it, it's just a story. Oh, Puff Daddy flipped, or Puff, you know, P. Diddy flipped, and this and that, and it sounds funny. Some people think, or oh, it sounds serious, but it's really a family that was trying to defend their son and speak up for their son who was being mistreated at the time. And there was a lot of things happening um, at UCLA that I hope one day comes to light, and I'm sure that it happens in a lot of football programs yeah you know it's tough being a father you know i mean you know in in in, you know caring for your kids and i I know i know there are some fathers in sports that are uh you know i'm sure a little over aggressive with their kids but you know more importantly i think that the communication between a coach and a parent should always be open you know and, and should always be respectful yeah and you know i had to earlier that year i had to actually go with puff and speak on some things that were happening. So this was like something, you know, it didn't just come out of the blue. This mm. was like something that was brewing, mm. you know. And, and that's one thing that's sort of like um, unfortunate when you have um, a child, a celebrity child. In some ways, you sometimes you get an asshole that wants to like make things extra hard or be a jerk or say things that are inappropriate or make the kids' life harder. That's one of the things. You know, mm. we, we hear a lot about how things are made easy or, you know, it's perceived as, as it's made easy. But a lot of people try to make things tougher sometimes. Sure. Like you get adults that are like assholes. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Well, I, I give you credit for being a strong mom. Thank um, you. I know, I know it's not easy. And I know no. you, people see this shit and like, ah, you know, she's good. People don't know. Not that I know about yeah, that life, know. but I know for sure that people are not looking more into it. You know, mm-hmm. back to uh, styling. Um, who is some of the clients you ever had that was like the hardest to deal with? Hmm. Anybody that gave you a a tough time or or was always like you know a lot of work. Hmm. I I would probably say like. Missy gives me the toughest time, but we make the greatest, we create the greatest work and magic together. But she's like a perfectionist and a stickler and she drives, she drives, and we've been, you know, friends 20 years. So it's like, she drives me fucking crazy sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure I drive her crazy, but it's like, people laugh at us. They're like, you guys are like an old married couple. Cause you know, we know, I'm like, Missy. Come on, like all right. a, she has fifteen yeah. dancers. She's it's like a traveling circus. Oh my god! As far as like the acrobatics, the hip hop dancers, the 
15 dancers, the B-boys, but when it all comes together, it's all worth it. So I can't stand the I, I can't stand the rain. Did you, did you? Um, no, June Ambrose. Okay, did. I bro, June Ambrose did some things, yeah, man. Yeah, June Ambrose. Is good. Are you cool with her? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's important, I think, for other people in the same business yeah. to be cool with each other too. Sometimes, yeah. you know. That's so important. Because some usually people just you know just hate. You know? Yeah, for no reason. What did you do with Missy though? Um, I did her under construction album. I did her WTF video. Uh. The video we just did with, um, I'm sorry, I'd be forgetting maybe titles and names of these things. It's okay. Um, I work with Missy, June Ambrose started, well, I did Sister, and then June Ambrose okay. worked with her on that album, the, her first album, and then I worked with her um, after that, you know. Mm. Yeah. What's next for Misa Hilton? What's next for Misa Hilton? Um... I'm a certified life coach, so that's something that I'm really passionate about. I'm continuing to build my Misa Hilton Fashion Academy, which is going really well. We have some great stylists coming out of the program. And, um, you know, I'm helping my children in their businesses and the things that they want to do. And But the life coaching thing is what I love. I as, love helping people find their way and sort of create the life that they want and tap into their Empower, I like to empower people. Mm. As a life coach, you ever internalize other people's problems? No, but as a stylist, I did. Mm. That's the great thing about, you know, not just give, because a life coach never gives advice, and that's supposed to, but help people find their own solutions, because everyone has inherent wisdom inside of them, and you, we all know what we need to do, or we can figure it out based on knowing ourselves, right? So you have someone that sort of helps you get to that place. But becoming certified and taking that route to really like not just like, oh, I'm a, people like talking to me. I give good advice. You know, you understand and you learn how to do it correctly so that you don't internalize mm. so that you're able to separate because you understand and you look at it differently when you're coaching mm. as opposed to being untrained. You might probably hold on to, but it's not necessary. There's so many particularly, I mean, men and women and young girls who I see in the styling game, mm-hmm. um, eager to learn, mm-hmm. eager to set trends, eager to build their clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be some advice that you would give them now and from back then that you could think of? Um, I would tell them to do their due diligence, find out about the career, really understand what they're getting into, make sure that it's something that they felt passionate about, that they connect with, because you have to have a certain personality, you have to be flexible, you have to be sort of a risk taker, you have to be able to, you can't fear rejection, or those are some things that if you come up against it, you have to like, you know, work through the fear and get to the other side of it. Um, as far as building contacts and building a name for yourself, it's great to intern, to become educated. Um, my program is a great program. Um, everyone that comes through it is happy they're working. When you finish, um, it's like Fashion 101, 102, 103. You're able to start working as a fashion stylist, assisting and doing your own jobs. But I always 
um, recommend doing internships and assistant work because it's nothing like learning under someone who's doing what you want to do without the responsibility that comes with it. And then you get to see how someone creates magic. So I would say internships are important, research. And then, you know, one thing I, I want to see now is are more stylists tapping into their own creativity and sharing their unique style with the world and with their clients. We kind of got into a cookie cutter like stage for a minute with fashion styling. You know, mm. everybody's wearing this, everybody sure. do that, everybody, you know, and it wasn't like that in the 90s, and that's why the 90s were so special, and that's why people are still emulating the 90s. So I want to see, like, the, the 2017 version, you know, like, what, and that's why we have to also embrace unique style. Social media doesn't help. Yeah, why you say that? Because if someone does something different, you're gonna have a million people on your page telling you you're whack, you're stupid. You until until like until it pops, or and then they're on your dick, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I think that you have to be thick skin um, in these times, but there's still space and room to be different and to be unique. To, so to sort of like tap into that because that's what's gonna set you apart. And then being a creative. You have to have a strong business side and you have to understand the business of what you're doing because that's how you're going to make money and have longevity, right? So understand the business. You may understand how to style and I have contacts and I can hook you up and make you look good. But what what is the business side like? You need to understand that so that you can conduct good business, understand what it takes to push your business forward and really become established where you can say, I have a career as a fashion stylist. Mm. I'm not just like showing up on different sets hooking people up, making them look great, and then what happens after that. Mm. You think uh, Kanye put Polo back on the map? Um, I think Polo's always been on the map. Mm. But did he bring attention to it? Yes. But Polo's Polo. Of course. Of course. How, how was your relationship with them back in the day? Polo? Yeah. Um... Back back in the day, I had to buy all the stuff. How about how about now? Did they, did they I ever can send pull things? From them now. Yeah. What about? But was Hilfiger? A lot of people say uh, Tommy was um, more um, open back in the day. Was that true, Tommy Hilfiger? Like you know, he loved hip hop, or because didn't he get to Wait, Grand Poopa? Be closed now. No, no, I mean like he was more open to like like Ralph wasn't you know uh, wasn't. You know, really understanding, but I think Tommy, like, Tommy was, knew yeah. about like yeah, Grand yeah. Puba, yeah. uh, who else? Mary, right? Um, Mary, Mary yeah. everyone, Aaliyah, yeah, 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 yeah. He was definitely down with the hip hop, yeah. Flow. It's 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 good to see that, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you say how how back in the day, you know, how they looked at Mary and how they didn't want to sell certain things. Like when you look at that to see where it's evolved now, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, when you really think of that. It is. You know, what happened to Justin's restaurant, man? Um, Justin's restaurant, the New York location closed down. I'm not sure on the specifics around that, but in Atlanta, it had to close because Puff became an owner of an alcohol, you know, of Ciroc, mm-hmm. and you can't own, be an owner in an alcohol. Okay. And then own a restaurant. Okay, that was so, special. I remember when they opened Justin's in Harlem. Maybe Justin can bring it back. <laughs> Hey, hey listen. Bring it back one that, day. that that would be a thing on social media. What are you, Misa Hilton? Straight At up, Misa Hilton on M-I-S-A-H-Y-L-T-O-N, Twitter. H Y L T O N. Yes. Listen, um, I think there is uh, so many people that could learn um, from you, and 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 what I mean by that is just to really just understand what it is about styling, really what it is about relationship building, 
and really what it is about, you know, like the life coach and being a parent mm-hmm. and dealing with all this. I know it's not easy. What mm-hmm. what do you do you drink wine or <laughs> how do you unwind? How do I unwind? Yeah. Um I detach from the noise. I've learned to like take more walks, you know, spend time doing things that make me happy that have nothing to do with work, putting the phone down. You know, those are things I learned with age. Mm. Um, meditating, I'm not that great at it, but I'm getting better. You're trying, um, half I'm the trying, battle. Half the battle. And um, that helps a lot. And I find that when I am able to like totally quiet down, I come out of my quiet space rejuvenated and full of ideas and energy it's like i'm in this like divine connection when i do that it's like you can hear god you can like you know be inspired and i think that's so important to shut out the noise and i'm actually having um a healing circle this saturday Mm -hmm. and my um coaching page is misa hilton 360 transformation and that's a place where um people are going to be able to come and sort of unwind and talk about issues and, you know, things they may be going through or things, you know, not issues like all problems, but just things that are on their mind and on their heart. You know, it's important for us to share and have those moments where we really get to talk. I mean, we're kind of talking and like doing that now in our own way, you know, talking about our journey sure. and talking it's therapeutic. about children is therapeutic. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be my first one. Well, I congratulate you on that. I really Thank appreciate you. you taking the time to stop by. Yes. Um, my I had le- a good time. This was good. I, I, listen, your journey, like I said, your journey is special. And you came smelling good, skunk <laughs> skunk shoes. Internet, you can't smell Misa, but man, she smells good. Puffy, don't put them, don't, don't come after me. Well, he ain't going to come after me, right? He ain't going to. Uh, last question. Yeah. Which celeb, right off the top, has the most, most influence on style today? Your opinion. If you Rihanna. Could... Okay. There you go. Rihanna. It's Rihanna. So those checks are coming in. Those checks are coming in for Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. That what was she down in the Carabana, was it? Uh, um, that? For, um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they put them pictures out there. People are going crazy. Yeah. Anything she does. And I, she's a risk taker, and I love that about her. Yeah. Um, and I want to say, too, this was a great interview. Just like we talked about styling and how stylists can make it and be effective. I've done some interviews recently where it's like, mm. what are we talking about? Like, do, <laughs> so this was refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. You know, you had really, it was really a great experience. Thank you. And yeah. shouts to April. She was like, yo, you need to talk with Misa. <laughs> she was like, she, and, and you know what, too? Because I want to highlight more women. Thank um, you. You know, um, you know, in hip-hop sometimes, you know, you, I mean, there's so many great stories and people and things you love and what we love, whether it be style, fashion, mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But, you know, women, you know, like, to me, you know, in, in, in this day and age, man, it, it it needs to be highlighted more and more. I mean, I love my mother so much. Um, you know, I'm a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to get out of the house, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, when I got divorced, <laughs> yo, real talk, when I got divorced and I came back, I was like, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> I may never leave. Yo, mom, yo, my mom was like, bring your laundry down. Yep. Um, and I cooked I cook, you I cooked chicken palm tonight. And I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, I was afraid. First, I was embarrassed to go back. Yeah. But I know, but I got caught off guard. You, you don't expect that. divorce, you need, you man. You need that. You yeah. need that good mama love. Hey, listen. I wish you the best <laughs> in in love and marriage too. You know, um, well, not marriage again. No, but I'm if, not getting married. Okay, again. love. We talked about that. Love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
But listen, Misa Hilton, Misa Hilton um, Fashion Academy dot com. Yeah. Yep. Um, check her out. Check everything she's doing. And uh, and Misa Hilton three sixty transformation on IG. You still talking to Lil Kim? Yeah, yeah, I saw Little Kim um, at Summer Jam. Did you, Puffy went on that bad boy tour. Did you style that? Yeah, I styled Faith and Total and uh, Faith and Total and 112 on the first show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen. That was amazing. Why? Why you say that? Oh, my God. I think, like, the first. Three shows, I cried every time I was back. See, like, we were kids. To like, see it all come back. us all to come back together again in that way, like, standing backstage and the music and they're about to go on and helping them to get ready and just being in that space again, it was so special. It really was. You know what the most special thing about that Bad Boy Tour was to me when, um, and I'm sure you've seen the video, I don't know if you were in the elevator, when Puff was making that speech. Oh yeah. Um, I felt that was powerful just because yeah. it's like, you're right. What 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 you guys were able to do? Who the fuck knew? You know what I mean? I mean, I you know, I mean, people were passionate and people worked hard and people were determined, and there was so much talent and the artistry was amazing. The focus wasn't money. Yeah. Money just came, you know, like, and that's the thing when you're being a cre- in anything that you do, but being able to create in that way for the passion for the culture, like to to really give some someone a product and, and, and music and whatever, everything that we were a part of to make them happy, to make them dance, to, you know, sure. that's where, that's the place it came from. And sure. that's, and you can feel that and you can see that looking back. You were the whole package. I mean, listen, Puff, Puff was, you know, signing people and, uh, you know, A&R and, and you're, you're giving them the look and, 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 and they're, they're using their talent. You think about it, this shit is like a, a fucking well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. You know? It was just such a dope time. Oh, one of my favorite moments, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. skip around to um, Missy Elliott Super Bowl with Katy Perry. Really? That was amazing. Oh, you did that? Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, I remember she came out and like, jumped on out. that field? Yeah. yeah I that. can't imagine how the football players felt. Yeah. That was dope. Sorry, I just thought of that. No, no, no. It's, it's, you know what? I said the last question, but here, here goes the last one. Is there anything that you haven't done? That I would like to do. Yeah. Bungee jump. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, anything that I would like to do that I have not done. I mean, in fashion. I mean, just in, in life. life. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm an empty nester now. Mm-hmm. So I want to. I want to travel a lot. Uh, and I, I also look forward to traveling with my children and my family, um, with them as young adults. Like, I want to take my children to Japan. I'm Japanese and African-American, so I want to hop into Japan. Yeah, I'm Blasian. And um, I want to take my children with me to Japan. I personally want to go to India. I want to go to Egypt. And I want to go to these places without having to work. Because, of course, I've traveled the world. Mm-hmm. But it's like nothing like being on your own time and be able to relax and like, sure. take in the culture and get to see. So I want to do a lot of traveling freely. Sure. Hey, listen, when you're in Japan, pick me up some of those Japanese Kit Kats, okay? <laughs> you ever see them things? Them, yes. them things are beautiful. What, do you eat, do you cook Japanese food? I do. Really? Yeah. What's a dish that you like? Um, What's my favorite Japanese? My favorite Japanese dish, which just doesn't take a lot of cooking, is omochi. Okay. Have you ever had that? No. It's like this rice, and it's like broken down, molded, and it's like stretchy, gummy, mm. chewy rice, and you put it in um, seaweed, 
and you dip it in soy sauce. I love that. I could, it's one of my favorites. I mean, you were young back then. Did you make puff any Japanese food? Did you give him a bento box? Let me tell you something. I was young, but Puff had me working. Like <laughs> I was cooking, cleaning, driving. He's like, make that studio. kimchi fried rice. <laughs> yep. Uh, he had me doing everything. <laughs> I was a young housewife. <laughs> hey, listen. You know, it molded you into the person yeah. you are today, I man. I was prepared to, you know, do everything that I that I did accomplish. I was ready, and you know, I was able to balance mm. home, mm. work, business. You know. Hey, listen. You, like I said, you still, you still, you still kicking. You still moving. Still doing yeah, great yeah. things, and yeah. and and with all that experience. So you know, your journey is special. And I know people are gonna like this episode. So, oh, thank you. Misa Hilton, Internet. See you next episode. Internet. Listen, I appreciate everyone who's rocking out with us. I want to make sure that you're connected to us on all networks. Okay, our YouTube channel. We got a bunch of behind the scenes shit going on there. Make sure you subscribe to us. Just put the Premium Pete Show, and you'll find us on there. SoundCloud, follow us. iTunes, subscribe to us. And we want to announce that we're on Spotify now. So if you're a Spotify member, okay, yeah, we're on there. Check us out. Google Play, Stitcher. Again, tell a friend to tell a friend, the Premium P Show on all platforms. Fuck with us. Connect with us. And, you know, I appreciate you. At me on Twitter. Let me know. I'll fucking give you a shout out. Let me know where the fuck you're checking in from. See you next episode.